0: Hey everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ron S, Mako-chan, and
1: Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 374. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Maes.
2: I'm Ari Rockefeller.
1: I'm Makachan.
2: Psst, you're up. Psst, you're alive. We didn't lose Ichigo again, did we?
1: Oh god, I hope not.
3: I think doesn't we... look like her mic's working.
1: Yes. Her mic is giving her the giving her the stone cold middle finger. It's time for her to give that to give that microphone the stone cold stunner.
4: Wah, wah,
2: wah. oh god that microphone had a family
1: call the damn match call the damn match interesting part is i could see ichigo doing a stone cold stunner i, I could see her i could just see her doing it just show up in the most frilliest of lolita dresses just and be like, bam! See? <laughs> just show up out of nowhere, stun her, and then she pulls out a cup of tea and drinks it and walks out of the ring.
2: Mm, right Earth now, I'm pict- now I'm now I'm picturing her in a Lolita Stone Cold Steve Austin getup. Thanks for that.
5: I could do it. See? <laughs> um, hi guys, it's Ichigo. I'm sorry. Apparently, my mic was also ha- ha- having a cold. Um, I yeah, don't know why, but my me
2: Skype... If you actually do that, just. I want to see his reaction. <laughs>
5: I'll have to tag him on Instagram. What? But yeah, I'm alive,
1: uh,
5: even after Concrud tried
1: to get me down. So I'll be here tonight. You can't back down. <laughs> oh man, we are live tonight, week of September 11th, on the VOG Network. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern We're replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, chat. Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vog V-O-G. You can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash Uh Thank you, Damien. Uh, you can also- <laughs> If you have, if you go over to our website, there, there's an IRC link. If you click on that, and you have uh chatzilla. It'll bring you directly right into the chat room. You can also head on over to webchat.gamesurge.net. and we have a Discord. You can find us at vognetwork.com/discord. Uh, you join us there. We have a different chat rooms for some of the live shows there, and we have a voice chat. Come hang out, have a good time. Uh check-ins are now live, so go ahead and earn your VOG points. If you are listening on the podcast feed, not the syndicated Thursday feed, but the podcast feed. There is a passphrase somewhere in this episode. When you hear it, uh head on over to VOGNetwork.com, put in the passphrase and earn some VOG points. Cool, simple, fun. Ah man. We're gonna go around the room with how was your week? How was your day? Let me adjust the volume so I don't blow anybody's ear. If I did that earlier did the pre-show, I apologize.
2: Are you? Uh Well, you know, it was mostly work stuff last week.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, just maintaining and keeping the place around here, I, guess, I suppose. I didn't really have much to do this past weekend. I mean, you know, the weather getting shittier and... And so summer pretty much bleeding out on the floor. There's now a whole lot to do. You know? You know what I mean? Something like that. Basically, I miss the summer, and... I'm not really ready for it to turn over to, win- to fall and winter yet.
1: I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, I know the inevitable margin of time and all that, but I just really like summer and hot weather a lot. And... And for work, I've decided to, uh actually start, you know, packing my lunch a lot more. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's you know, got a whole bunch of lunch meat and shit. I got my nice you know, <clears throat> I guess lunch box would be the best way to put it. It's so, you know, kinda of like a personal cooler, which I mean, it, it's saving me money if nothing else. Yeah, I, so that's, that's what that's
1: what I do. I buy cold cuts and I bring lunch from home and like on Fridays I just treat myself, you know. That's what I do. I have like a, I have like a little therm, thermos-esque bag that keeps it cool. But now um, I have a fridge where I keep all my cold cuts and my and my bread and stuff like that. So I'm good.
2: Yeah, I don't exactly have anything like that, like that at work outside of the idea. break room. But I don't know. I just feel like I'm like mechanically like taking better care of myself for at least for now. I don't know. what... Like It wasn't, like, any kind of, like, conscious decision. It just kind of, like, clicked.
1: Yeah. You know what? Just eat... Bring in cold cuts and just drink a lot more water, you know? Just do that.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Kind of a boring week other than that.
1: Okay. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day?
3: Um... Not that bad. Just basically... Uh, you know, work and crap. I'm boring. (laughs) (laughs) I made cheese.
1: So we saw.
3: Yeah, I was doing a little uh, bit craziness with my posting, but I made fresh tiramisu with fresh cheese and it's amazing. Om
5: nom 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 nom.
3: It's so yummy. And I have extra mascarpone, and I don't know what to do with it. Send it to me!
5: (laughs) If it would survive, I I totally would. I know, I don't even know if it's going to survive the hurricane coming up, so... Mm.
3: Yeah, so I have to figure out something to do with that, because it doesn't stay fresh very long when you make it fresh.
2: No preservatives and whatnot?
3: Well, no, because it's homemade cheese, so nothing is in it except for cream.
2: What about that
5: vodka cream pasta? Because I think that takes mascarpone.
3: Um, I would have to look into it, only because I'm not a fan of the vodka sauces.
5: Uh, okay. I'm more of a fan of the
3: desserts. (laughs) Uh,
5: Yes, agreed, agreed
3: so I have to look into it it's it's a little bit tangier than like a cream cheese would be it's uh, people call it Italian cream cheese so I just have to look into those recipes and see if I can substitute
1: gotcha gotcha
3: but yeah, other than making a lot of cheese, that's was basically it.
1: Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well,
5: um, so after surviving Dragon Con and then subsequently coming home to die, I'm sure that a lot of you can hear in my voice. Sadly, I've had a cold for like the last week since Rise I've been home from from, from your
1: Dragon grave. Con. Hmm. Rise from your grave.
5: yeah, I know, I'm like a zombie now, but uh yeah, no, it's it's been uh, it's been a week. Um I basically have been relegated to my house, so basically uh, sleeping <laughs> a lot. I've been basically a cat. so hey Damien, what's up, boo? And, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no i've I've basically just been resting and I feel really bad because I've got two fashion shows coming up, but You know, um, I'm having a beer now to celebrate that I'm finally getting better. And um, that's pretty much been my week. Yay. Whiskey is important because if you don't, then you die. Woo!
1: And what kind of beer are you having on this nice, fine, crisp Tuesday night?
5: It is a uh, whiskey cream ale uh, from Kentucky. So Ah. delicious. Tastes just
1: like cream soda. That's usually the scary part. (laughs) But well, my weekend day has been interesting to say the least. I basically stayed... No, I actually went out with friends over the weekend and spent time kind of cleaning up and organizing stuff in my house. And I'm slowly finding more stuff I don't need anymore to toss. Finally got my boxes together, stuff I need to mail out. And I need to take them to the post office before work tomorrow. And just kind working on photos, I am like... I think I'm, like, near the 70% mark of my Oticon photos from last year, but don't worry. After that, I will be doing Oticon this year, and I i think I have, like, after that, like, four conventions, four con photos left to do, and I'll be all caught up. I think I'm doing pretty good timing on that, but other than that, uh, life's okay. I can't complain too much, um... I can't think of anything else, really, I really can't, Um, but before we continue and go into um, tonight's stuff, a couple of um, updates, Um, Tuesday, September 18th, it's not the new season of Anime Jam Session, I'm definitely holding off on that so I can come up with some new music, but I think I like what I have set up now, so that might not change anytime soon. But it will be our back to school pre-show. There will be a pinned link on our face on our fan page. We want to know from y'all what was your favorite cartoons growing up? One, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, like morning for school when you got out of school from seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousand. Doesn't matter. We want to know because what we're going to do. We're gonna start our pre-show early, around nine ten, give or take, and it'll be twenty minutes of the, of the of the best um, sar- uh, Saturday morning, uh, weekday morning, weekday afternoon cartoons that we grew up with. So I want to know because I think most of us, pro- I think usually the ones I that you hear every year are like the very popular ones that we all know and love. And if you find yourself singing along go right ahead, because half of the staff usually does when I play this, so it's kind of awesome. Um, Another note, um, this was already announced on the Bobby Blackwell Show, and I'm going to announce it here. Uh, We will be doing some transitional changes. Um, By the end of the year, going into 2019, we will be moving to Twitch TV. And this is something that we've kind of known for a while, and we have been talking and discussing. So, basically, all of y'all will get to see my ugly mug 99% of the time. And mine. <laughs> the 1% of the time. And that point five percent you will see a caricature of Mako-chan flipping everybody off. Done yeah. in the style of Mandy from Grim Adventures.
3: Yeah possibly I'm I'm not a big fan of being in front of camera because you know as crazy as it is as tomboyish as I am I don't like being in front of a camera without a full face and I'm not doing that for you fucker so
1: I that's one of the reasons why Doc Sakura won't won't jump on camera. Back during the Justin the TV days, it was like a wild. It was like that draw for a wild card if you saw her on camera.
3: Yeah. So I will either be, um, posting like turning the camera towards Damien, or I will be putting a random object from my immense geek collection in front of the camera for the uh-huh. night.
1: Check him! Yep. And one thing that may happen is we may be changing um, the audio breaks. We'll see how that goes. This means we may be doing a shorter show, but definitely not a longer show. No more. No. We're good. It, it, it may be a shorter show. We might change how we do the breaks and so forth. Uh, it's it's gonna be trial and error. And we're gonna have fun with it, but I I will probably guarantee you this: you will definitely see me, Ari or Ichigo on camera. We'll probably swap swap the camera every every week or something like that. So you know, if you see uh, if you see a sleeping Garfield, yeah, that's Mako. Or who knows? You might actually see a picture of Mako from Kill a Kill. Eh. We'll see how it goes, but not to worry. We are still doing the, on the podcast. I will be doing an audio dump of every episode and I will be putting it out. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, And I think being on Twitch is going to be a little bit more fun because we'll have like a wider audience of people to talk to. And I think I like, I think I'll have fun like playing around with video and stuff like that. You know, you get to see like you get to hear the music playing in the background. You know, you might—it's a see, new platform yeah. for for the music. I may be showing like the seat, You may see like the links to the CD covers and stuff like that. There's a lot of cool stuff I want to do with Twitch, but we'll, but at the same time, I'm gonna do my best to keep it as simple as possible. We're just gonna have fun and just fun with and just roll with it. So now that we got that out of the way, we're gonna go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, uh, we got a lot of news to cover. We're going to talk about you know, what happened at ColossalCon East. And I got a lot of information, and I've been talking to a couple of people in regards to what happened. And we're going to shed some light on things. And my opinion has slightly changed for a bit. So, you know, it ain't here to, like, mock or anything like that. You know how we do. We, we go left, right, and center, and we want everybody's opinions. Also, um... Ichigo will tell us about her trek down to Hotlanta for Dragon Gun. And then we have some idle news, strange news from Japan, and we're gonna wrap it up. So till then, let me adjust the volume. Yeah. We'll be back. nothing like some old school so you know my apologies if you hear a humming sound in the background the studio got a little bit too hot so i had to turn on the air conditioner and i apologize i am trying to adjust uh the things on my end so you don't hear it too badly um like i said at the top of the show on the pre-show about what today is i'm just gonna make this brief uh the co-hosts they don't they don't have to chime in they don't have to you know it's cool Um, you know like I'm just gonna say it briefly because we've all been reading the papers watching the news you know it's been 17 years since 9-11 we're still healing as a city as a country as a nation things get bad things get worse things get better but we're gonna be right. I tell you what though for those who are wondering I was home when that happened i was supposed to be on the train for freshman orientation but things happened um th- things happened i didn't make it watching the news listening to the radio checking in on forum sites you know got a couple of calls from people wondering if i was okay uh my duffel bag was packed i was basically ready to pack. I was ready for that call to report to Fort Hamilton, but I didn't. Um, I remember coming home from work today. I saw a firefighter, you know, I shook his hand, and we we talked briefly. He wasn't there. He was off that day, but he did what he could, and so did I. And he said, hey, you're here. At least we're working with the current times to make things right. And, you know, and I got to agree with that, so, you know that's all i gotta say about it um i don't want to go into this big old thing but because we have a lot of stuff to talk about so um before we jump into news about a uh, colossal con east what the other hosts like to chime in about this or no
2: Nah, i'm good
1: okay I will take the quietness from Mako and Ichigo as a pass. So we're going to go right ahead and talk about Colossal Canis. And oh my fucking God. I, 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 in my 20 years of convention going. Yes, I did say 20. I've seen some shit. I've heard of some shit. This is right up there. And it burns my biscuits about... The situation at hand, but I've calmed down some. So, some of you are wanting to know what was going on, what was happening, you know. And basically, long and short is that uh, anybody affiliated with Colossal Con was kicked out of the water park. Now, as it was said, um, a mother. Then it was said a variety of parents were complaining to hotel staff about photographers taking pictures as their kids were running around. And I guess because there was so many complaints coming up that the Kalahari decided to shut it down. And that pissed off a lot of cosplayers. That pissed off a lot of photographers. And I get it. A lot of them paid for these professional shoots and they couldn't do it because of what happened. It was also said That according to the contract, everything was over by... They were not allowed into the water park at after 12 p.m. And, you know, I would assume that sometimes it happens when you sign the contract, you miss something. I would assume that it happens more times than, than normal. But... From this, a lot of cosplayers got up in arms screaming at... Blaming snowflake parents because their kids can't handle a little nudity... Or anything along those lines. And that really got me upset. That really bothered me. As someone that doesn't have children. But as somebody who had to raise younger cousins. And has nieces and nephews. You know. I was like. I was upset. Because I really feel. Even to now. There are a few cosplayers. Who need their entitlements put in check. Now from that point on. Colossal Con is working with the Kalahari, and there's an official statement put out. There were cosplayers that were quoting stuff left and right, people speaking on various behalfs. So, what I have to say is, regardless of the situation, I just want cosplayers to take a moment and put on the shoes of a parent, Understand it from their point of view. How would they feel if you were not part of the fan? How would you feel your kids running around the water park and you see for someone taking pictures and stuff? Some parents might be like, okay, it's fine, whatever. Some might freak out because they're children, they're underage, they're scared something is going to happen, you know? And photographers are not going to take pictures of the young children while they're doing a shoot. If it happens, the photo is going to be deleted or they're going to move to somewhere else. But I get... Some parents don't realize what's going on. Some cosplayers don't know go, what's going on. It's just a mishmash of shit. Now, I believe earlier in the week, or maybe a w- couple of weeks, even a month prior, I don't know when it was sent out, an email was sent to attendees of the Kalahari and the Poconos, telling them you know, about this upcoming event. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up on my Facebook page because someone posted a copy of it and, I am, and I'm very appreciative of that person. Now, this is what the email says. Dear upcoming guest, thank you, for cho- thank you for choosing Kalahari Resorts and Conventions in the Pocono Mountains for your upcoming stay. Please note, during your stay, we do have a unique convent- convention center event at the resort called Colossal East. More information on this event can be found here and There's a website. To ensure that you have the best gateway ever... We did want to take this opportunity to pass along this information. If you'd like to change your date of stay as a result of this information without cancellation, penalty, or change fees, it is our pleasure to accommodate you. Please note, future rates may fluctuate and may not be the existing rate you currently have. However, we will do our best to look into all suitable options for you. To adjust your reservation, please call 1-877-Kalahari, and we will be happy to assist you. If you would like to keep your existing reservation, no action is needed, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Now, I feel the Kalahari dropped the ball when they didn't put the exact date of Kalasakanis. I don't think they should have assumed everybody would think it's the same date. If I looked at this, I'm gonna be like, Well, what weekend is it? I might not have it on my calendar. But if I have but if I have all of my things in a row, I would know. But I don't think the average person would know that.
3: Well, my guess is is that the this or email or whatever Mm -hmm. went out to just the people that would be at the Kalahari the weekend of the convention. uh, Pre-booked people.
1: And I'm looking at the date again. This was sent out a month ago, August 16th. So I would assume that's when the mass emails were sent out.
5: Not only that, but from a lot of the back and forth, it actually appears as if there was a miscommunication Mm -hmm. and enforcement like in many policies that cause a lot of these kind of backlashes, right. were' it wasn't universally, like it wasn't stably enforced throughout the whole convention. Right. And then there also wasn't a notice, like a notice posted or a notice to the Colossal Con attendees that, okay, you need to be out of the water park by such and such time. Because in a con goer's eyes, this is just from a different angle, mm-hmm. The convention ended at 4 o'clock. That's when closing ceremonies was. That's when everything kind of wrapped up for the convention. Right. So in essence, in a cosplayer's eyes and a con attendee's eyes, you should have access to all the Kalahari resort space until 4 p.m. I'm not saying that it's a right. I'm saying it's a privilege that they get because the convention is, is there and still paying money to use the resort space. Now, the... Other side of that was that I had some friends who were in the incident or in one of the incidences mm-hmm. where the photographers were kicked out. Yes. And they were kicked out. Yes. Um it was a matter of enforcement. It was the whole issue of it hadn't been relayed to cosplayers and photographers. So those who had booked professional shoots, these are people that did pay photographers, um missed out on those shoots. And simultaneously, Colossal Con also charged extra to photographers this year. Well, You had to get a photography pass in order to do any photography
1: at the event. Now, let me interrupt for one second. Not okay. interrupt in a bad way, but in a positive way. I yeah. like the fact that they had the, the photography badges. AWA is doing that this weekend or next weekend. A lot of more conventions are doing that, and I think that should happen. I, I appreciate it. Um, I feel like for those
5: who want to do it professionally, um, if maybe a staffer approached you and you were like, hey, I am a professional photographer. Here are my credentials. Or like, here's my photographer pass or my press pass. And that kind of lets you go on your way versus guy with a camera,
1: mm-hmm. which is my
5: husband. My husband is guy with a camera. Um, you know, it's one of those instances where it helps denote who you are.
1: Right.
5: Um, but at the same time, If in contract, because this is what the photographers get, they basically are getting a contract when they buy that little ticket, that little card, it should state when they are not allowed to photograph. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's going to be, this is a big point of contention, I'm sure it's being fought already, like I'm not going to fight those battles, but like it should have been in the paperwork for those photographers. Hey, you need to clear out of such and such presumed space by 12 p.m. Sunday
1: now here's something interesting as it was told to me because I am friends with one of the staffers they had they had everything in the contract until the end of the convention there was no reason to cut it early my assumption more or less is that because of the complaints it got to the point where like you know what cut it off now I- and I
5: understand with the complaints and stuff mm-hmm. they're valid complaints you know they're coming from a point of Someone who's worried about their child, yes. Um. someone who's worried about their child being exploited, being used for things that are nefarious and, and wrong and lewd and all that other stuff, especially around the kind of cosplays you see at Colossal Con. Mm-hmm. While they are not always lewd or they're not always adult themed, mm-hmm. a lot of them are revealing and a lot of them are they're swimsuits. So it's fun. It's, it's kind of fun. It's a little more scantily clad, a little more comfortable summertime, late summertime than you would normally be around um, at, at a at normal convention. Um, As a parent, if I were in these kind of situations, and like Mako was talking about, where maybe I, I'm not let known, because I'm going for a day trip. This right. is the Poconos, guys. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but out in Pennsylvania, the Poconos is kind of the middle of nowhere.
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's,
4: it's, it, it's kind like...
5: of the middle of nowhere. You kind of have Great Wolf Lodge, you've got the Kalahari and then that's it.
1: Is it like it's is it like near Pennsylvania area, some shit like that? Yes. Oh, okay. It's very
5: much near Pennsylvania. It is in the middle of Pohick nowhere. Like if nowhere was a place, that's 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 them. No- and while the Kalahari is one of the bigger like resort areas, that's literally one of the bigger things to do. So if you're a tourist coming from out of town, if you are a family that's going to go on a day trip somewhere, you're probably going to go to the Kalahari or you're going to go to one of the other resort things around the area. So if you're just going for the day and you're not someone who's pre-booked a night at the Kalahari or you pre-booked a day pass to the water park before, the month before, um, you're not going to expect this. So it's going to be a little bit of a jarring experience, especially if you're not... I'm sorry, nerd is, is culture now, but mm-hmm. it's not as big as we think it is we're still a niche we're not we are in the forefront of a lot of culture we are kind of the butt of some jokes like big bang theory and all that fun stuff but it's still not huge so you're still going to have those people who are in the middle of these towns in the middle of nowhere who don't know exactly what you're into (laughs) Uh, and don't know what kind of alternative culture this is uh, so i'd say take it all with a grain of salt and and i think a lot of people in this instance just need to take a step back and let like a lot of the issue the con come out and make a real statement about this yeah. the hotel come out and make a real statement about this because a lot of it i think ended up being a lot of commu- miscommunication and then not uniform enforcement and then as far mm-hmm. as the complaints it should have been handled much more tactfully yes.
2: uh, yeah. i also wonder if the uh people whose shoots were affected by the sudden closing if they had uh, got their money back or at least were allowed to uh reschedule somewhere else
1: that i don't know i think with one of my photographer friends he was able to move it to another place and and it you go
5: uh yeah as far as i no, know no, 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 my no, 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 just... not that
1: not that not that not that oh okay there is a town called nowhere oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> okay i, so had, like, to. This is second I had to okay <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: But yeah, no, like the Poconos is the middle of nowhere. The Poconos is very much like a town that I went to high school in. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it is very small, like resort town. I mean, even if you go to North Carolina, the resort towns, like there's not a lot to do. It is definitely a tourist area. It is definitely a place where you just go to the beach or maybe you go to the dairy freeze. Okay. Not even a McDonald's, like a dairy freeze. And you get a milkshake and you sit with your friends and you talk about tipping cows. Like that is like, this kind of place.
1: So is that how you brought all the boys to your yard?
5: Yes. (laughs) And, and they're like, it's better than yours, Ranma. Um, now, now,
1: now, now, my main thing is I was saying to people, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm telling people what I'm hearing from people that were there, which is the closest to what actually happened. But people, but you got your memes and all of this. I'm just like, come on. My thing is this, if you can at least understand it from the parents point of view and you're still think and you're still beefing about it but you can still understand it from the parents point of view fine that's cool i don't have a problem with you i have a problem with the cosplayers and the photographers who are browbeating on the parents and t- blaming them for for ruining their fun and you're not getting them not understanding it from their point of view if you're not doing that then you know uh, that's that's my problem that's my problem but uh, one cosplayer uh, under bomb underscore bay evidently after this evidently this was called a ted talk so i don't know what the whole end joke about a ted talk is um we can save that explanation for another time she this cosplayer made the these this this t- the series of tweets that was screen capped and i posted it and i'm like this makes the most amount of sense this is the point i was trying to get across and she, She goes, y'all are so salty about Colossal Con, but like, have you noticed how disruptive the natural flow of a place of cosplay photographers can be? Imagine trying to go on a nice vacation, but it's swamped by people you don't understand with cameras. I feel uncomfortable and annoyed if I was trying to wear a bathing suit and relax. Also, what if a prop snaps in a pool and causes an issue? Cosplayers seem to think they are always owed something and are entitled to do whatever they want for a whole number of reasons. Three years ago, I was in the same. I was the same way, but you're not allowed to disrupt public areas just because you're not hurting anyone. Hotels have a right to protect guests that are not there for the con from having a bad time. In the end, families are going to be reoccurring, stable, relatively non-destructive form of income. You're just equivalent of a Black Friday, which is kind of a valid point. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. So, Ranma, I can address the
5: joke about the TED Talks. So TED Talks are basically just educational talks that mm. pretty much um, anyone who's credited by TED Talks can do. Mm. Um, you can watch a lot of them on YouTube and stuff. I actually had a student who'd done a TED Talk, and she was, like, 10 years old. Yeah. So they're just educational talks. Okay. She's just making that that kind of tongue-in-cheek joke of, like, everybody gets in the elevator, and you're like, I have brought you all here today. It was uh, pretty much just that kind well, of joke. Well,
1: because I've seen it pop up, and when they say... Thanks coming my attention I what you're saying actually means something. I'm like, okay, this person has a valid point. Yeah, no, I mm-hmm. definitely
5: um I definitely agree with a lot of the the things she's talking about right. if you're coming from a place where you don't know what mm-hmm. this culture is. Right. We are still very very much. I mean, even at Dragon Con and I have been going to conventions for
1: um
5: a long yeah, time. Mm-hmm. We'll just say a long <laughs> time. Um Dragon Con is over 86,000 people. I think it was close to 87,000 people this year. And I got oversaturated. I had to go back to my room for a few minutes because I just could not take the amount of people, the amount of stuff, right. the amount of things. Right. And that was someone who's been going to conventions for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm not scared of people. Like, I don't get huge panic attacks. I don't have social anxieties as far as I'm in costume, you know, and stuff like that. Like, this is me... Who's coming and being outgoing and and basically feeds off other people's energy like an energy vampire, mm. and um like it, it it is overwhelming to those who are normies and don't understand. It is definitely like Black Friday. People feel run over. People feel trampled because we are just such a large force. Um, yeah, I I I definitely agree. And I just feel like even even in communities of us who are like minded and who are very friendly. There were a lot of people at conventions who were very rude. Um, unfortunately, there are still the bad apples that do ruin people's day or or think that they have a right to something when it is literally a privilege. It is a privilege for us to occupy these spaces. I'm surprised the Gaylord still allows, you know, cats to back. They've m- got m- some charmers and that stuff.
1: It's like they say, it's the Black Friday of things, you know. I, yeah, I, I get that, you know. You will take normal people coming in and you're making $1,500 a week and then once a year, I mean, you'll make five grand a month and then once a year, you will take all these people in for like, uh, like for, I would say for 75000 or whatever it is, equals to like two, thir- three quarters of what they need put in the coffers, more or less. I get And they're that.
5: very happy to make yeah. that money. Like they wouldn't have it back if they yeah. didn't like making that money. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, as a business they do have to go back to their their standard fare. They're people who are coming in every week, not just one weekend for a binging, cosplaying, fun, happy go fun times. Like they're they're not just there for them. They're a business. So they are going to do things that might go against things that we like or we enjoy because
1: it keeps their constant All right. safe. All right. Now, I tw- I posted that on Twitter and I had said let me show you screenshots from now deleted tweets. That will give you give that will hopefully give y'all cosplayers a better understanding of what happened on Sunday from the other side. If you cannot understand this view, then you are the problem, not them. If you cannot understand that, I think that's how I feel. Now, from one cosplayer, I will not mention her name because I don't need to give her more popularity, but whatever. If you follow me on Twitter, then you'll know who I'm talking to. Her response was, I didn't run into any extremely disruptive photo shoots anywhere this past weekend. The cosplayers and photographers, for the most part, were very respectful of those around them. I cannot say the same for what the average family does when they are at a water park with children. And I responded with, as it was told to me, these weren't your average families that arrived. And given the neighborhood I live in currently, I completely understand why these parents reacted the way they did. And her response is, okay, but you weren't there, so I'm not, sure, I'm not sure why you're trying to pass judgment on cosplayers that were there. There were tons of different families. It was very overcrowded. Sure, some people have revealing costumes, but I didn't, see, I didn't honestly see any the day we were shut down. And my response was, I'm passing judgment on the cosplayers who are straightforward blaming the parents without understanding it from their point of view. As you can see, this one cosplayer cherry-picked what I said, to push her point
5: no. well and unfortunately in our day and age there are so many people oh who use what may appear to be um like more innocent instances to actually do nefarious things right so the mother was just she might have been overreacting yeah. or the people who were doing it might have been overreacting oh. but in the essence of that particular instance they were just trying to protect what they perceived needed protection, which right. in their yeah. mind was their vulnerable children yes. running around in swimsuits. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. unfortunately, people will use things like that for nefarious means. And while the cosplayers may not have meant that, may not have meant to put themselves in the situation mm-hmm. where they're in a place that has families um, with young children or with anybody uh, that they don't want photographed. photograph. Maybe there's people in the witness protection program. Like, right. I don't know. Right. Um, But they're in instances where they don't want to have photographs taken of them. And although if they had gone to the photographer and approached it a little bit more that way, I feel it would have been more tactful. It would have been more professional at the same time. They didn't know them. So unfortunately it led to something like this.
1: Right. Right.
5: I feel like in the future, a lot of it is just miscommunication. A lot of it is just a matter of Uh not connecting people who needed to be connected in the first place. And then that led to a lot of angry people. So
1: now another person chimed and said, there are many facets that this does not cover. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk. And I'm like, slow your roll military dude, slow your roll. And I responded with a Ted talk. is supposed to have something meaningful to it. Not a blanket statement. If you're going to explain the other facets, do not, if you're not going to explain the other facets, do not at me. Plain and simple. I will discuss anything with anybody. If you start throwing blanket statements, I'm just going to either shut you down, put you in your place, ignore you, whatever. And this person responded back with, "Give me some time. I can't compose the 20 tweets." And so, on. and I said, "As long as you're up for sil- uh, as long as you're still up for a discussion, unlike a couple other people I've encountered, I'll be here." And you he responded, "I absolutely, yeah. Preliminary. I don't disagree with the points." I don't disagree with the person, the points the person makes at large, but when everything is taken on the whole, I land on the side of the cosplayers. Their arguments omit a good deal of aspect, and I'm like, I'm a photographer and a cosplayer. At first, I did side with the cosplayers, but seeing some of the snarky and entitled attitudes, it bothered me. A lot of them didn't care to see it from the side of the parents, and that got me upset. I agree, some people are being assholes about it, but I don't think that makes what happened to the congoers in the right.
5: I feel like there's always going to be the rotten yeah. cosplayers and con goers, and there's always going to be the rotten "Kelly, I need to talk to the manager" mom. Right. So, like, yeah. you're going to have those personalities on both sides, regardless or irregardless, yeah. at the, uh, at, English at, use wise.
1: Yeah. At, the, um, yeah. at this point, it's like the arguing is going back and forth, and the hotel is like, you know, it's our place. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna run this. Yeah, it's basically them as
5: a business, Mm -hmm. them enforcing their rights and their privileges as a business to go, sorry, we got these complaints, we're just going to institute what we think is best for our business. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the arguments in this case now need to kind of pause for a second until the Kalahari and Colossal Con... Reach out and address it because it's, it's literally just going to spiral. It's we, literally spiraling right now.
3: The, the have- thing is, even if the, you know, the owners of the property say, you know, this is, this was our decision. Unfortunately, it was their decision. Yep. I mean, if that means that less people are going to go next year, then sorry, but Okay.
5: It happens at Katsucon happens at MAGFest yeah. every single year. Exactly. You always hear, oh, it's overcrowded. Oh my gosh, everybody's so mean. Oh my gosh, they've started instituting all this shit. Oh my gosh, oh my... I can't handle this convention. Oh I'm turn. leaving, I'm never coming back. Um, they and, they back. So, uh, and they still go back. And they still go back. Unfortunately, a lot of it ends up being empty threats, or it's so convenient for the people that are going... And and it just, it ends up spiraling, Mako. Yeah, that's literally what it does is that it's basically circular where they say they won't go back, they go back, they complain again, then they still go back.
1: Like, it... <laughs> you know, I think it boils down to once you get that initial anger out and you calm down, you're being more rational or it's a, you find out, oh, this con has this guest and you want to go and you forget about it or it's a combination of columns A and B. And what were you going to say, Ari?
2: Not to say like I'm never coming back. See you guys next year. Mm. But y'all had already made that point. I make it with you.
5: <laughs> no, definitely, Ari. Like it is it's it's just a very circular relationship because people get so much more of a of a perk from something that they are willing to let the like the worst of it slide sometimes. I mean, there are other people that are just never going to come back. They'll find something else to do. There's a lot of conventions popping up everywhere. You know, it's one of those things where you're
1: either going to go back or you're just not going to support them anymore. Yeah. and Like I do with New York Comic Con. Unless they fix things with, with heading tickets and this and that, I, I will not go. Simple as that. Vote with my money. Now, to get back to this, and this, this cosplayer broke it down And I'm going to go through this and it's a good possibility I may not fully agree with him, but I respect what he says and I will leave it at that because he had he came with me with a civil discussion because before he goes into his eight points, I said, given that I have a 90% accuracy of what happened, it isn't right what happened. But how the cosplayers reacted and not trying to understand it from a parental point of view isn't fair. If they understood where the parents are coming from and they're still upset, then that's fine. So it's and I think I'm pushing that whole parents understanding agenda. That's my bad because I just feel like you know if you can understand it from that point of view, you good. Now there's a couple of con moms on my Facebook that saw this and some of them agree. They feel like you know the cosplayers need to calm down and the, and you're talking to. The mothers who are not just con goers but also cosplayers. A couple of them agree to both sides, but it just boils down to a lack of communication. Now, why I can't not right now. Not right now. Um, sorry, my my work phone was all went off. I
5: was gonna say yeah. it's one of your con mom friends no! calling. Their spider senses were tingling. No, no, no,
1: no. no. <laughs> That's the con boss. <laughs> um, now as he goes, I'm going to go through this as you know, as fast but not too fast because I know we're really eating time on this Uh, so he goes so yeah, it would have been one thing if they had told the people they couldn't set up equipment that stuff takes up a lot of space and so it makes a lot of sense that on a day where there's an overlap of people come and leave, we'd be told to break it all down and even to the extent, even the photography I get to an extent, but when they thought, though, ultimately they're still wrong I get you don't want kids in the back of your random photos, but guess what? We don't want your kids in the photos either. And so was to stop Joe Schmo from whipping out his cell and taking pictures of his kids with your kids in the back of the set photos? And past, that, while you're, and past that, if you're upset about all of us just be, being here, why? There will always be a chance the place will be crowded. This was a published event. People were warned about it in emails. As my father oft told me, situational awareness, folks. Is it the lewdness that bothers you? Um, a lot of these costumes cover more than your average bikini. Literally had that example. Is it just because we're weird? I mean, yeah, we are, but that doesn't make us bad. And frankly, your kids think we look awesome, so please don't blame your impression of us on them. Getting those frustrations out that way, I was also frustrated how we were treated. Despite receiving many emails saying we were more than welcome till 5. Then suddenly after one, I felt very unwelcome. I was consistently asked to leave with my prop despite it taking up more, no more space in a person's bag or towel wood uh, Like suddenly my clearly very disabled five below water gun is some super scary thing. At the end of the day, we were part paying guests too. And frankly, we, were, and we weren't anymore in the way that normal paying guests would. That's where the frustration comes from. There were so many good ways that the same thing could have happened. We could have been told after one, as new guests arrive for the week, cosplay needs to be limited to the convention center before the con. Make sure the guests arriving Sunday get the same notification from, from that others that weekend. Something. But, geez, that was not the way to handle this. And I have to clap because this, this is what I was looking for. This person, this cosplayer, understands it from both sides and sees how it was fucked up all across the board. I'm not mad well, at him. I don't have a sort be- of yeah. because
3: they're still blaming the convention.
1: But that's but the thing is This has yeah. nothing to do
3: with the convention. This has to do with the convention center. The convention can say, you know, we're doing it, you have free reign until five o'clock. If the convention center gets enough complaints, they're not gonna give a shit. They're gonna mm-hmm. say, Okay, you can't use this area anymore.
1: And I think that's what it boils d- – I think that's what it that boils That happens
3: down. at mm-hmm. every convention, yeah. mm-hmm. which is why a lot of the shit that happens, you're stuck either in the hotel for the convention or in the convention center. And they tell you, you cannot be here because it's shared ground. Yeah. This reminds the, me exactly yeah. about the the katsu that everybody was pissed off. Because they couldn't use the damn gazebo.
5: Right. Yeah, because they cordoned mm. it off with all the ropes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because uh, there was... I know that at one point there was a private event that was using the gazebo. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, the rest <laughs> of it was just so that they had it sectioned off. Because Katsukon basically officially started doing photo shoot scheduling. And they didn't just want rand- random people walking up and getting in there. So they were trying to figure out a way to, to... To... I don't know, control it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't they're, know if that's they're, like they're the just right, a right bunch of, You don't want like people...
2: A bunch of, uh, they're like a bunch of gazebo-worshipping fanatics and just store in a place and you know, knock them off the balcony.
3: Well, that, see, that's just it. If you care about things so much, you want your photography, tell the convention, let them rent out the area completely, and then don't bitch when your ticket price goes up. But you'll get get your damn areas to go Mm -hmm. and get your pictures.
5: Yep. Because otherwise, the hotel is kind of the final end all be all mom and pop. It's their shop. Like, you're going to stop, you know, their house, their rules kind of thing where they're a business. So they're going to say no. They're going to get their complaints. They're going to go, okay, how can we solve this to keep our customers that are going to come back happy? And they're going to solve it the best way they know how, which is stop everything that's causing a disruption in their eyes it may not be a disruption but it is a disruption in their eyes and they're going to tell people who look like they are part even if they're not the the poor cosplayer who had his prop that was a water gun that was no bigger than a towel like Mm -hmm. they're going to tell you because you look like you're part of a group that is causing a disruption to leave and it sucks because it's wrong it's basically profiling and it's wrong like it's it's basically stating that the person is part of the problem because they look like they're part of the problem and that's wrong but at the same time they are a business so what they say goes and I feel like that's where I'm gonna end on this subject because we're pretty much going in circles
3: yeah I'm just I'm tired of everybody blaming the convention and I'm tired of everybody blaming the parents ultimately this was the resorts decision blame them if you have to have somebody to blame blame the resort
1: all right and i actually i'm just gonna try uh, the share is gone um so, all right, there is a there a post was made um from, from the con chair yeah here we go this is what the con chair said this is a con and I'd like to address what happened with the water park on Sunday of the convention. I agreed that the water park security decision on the fly to shut down cosplay and photography at noon was horrible and unfair. It's unfortunate that a location could have 500 good employees, but a couple of grumpy ones can really taint our experience. We've all been there, you know. I'm still collecting the emails, testimonies, and even memes to forward them with a formal complaint. If you have something you'd like to add but haven't sent us yet, please send it to... Donnell at I don't think there's any remedy for what happened this year, but we can focus on, on not allowing it to happen again. I had just left the premises on Sunday because things have been going so smoothly when all this broke out. Otherwise, I would have marched over there to confront them on their sudden change of policy. I apologize for not being there, and I'll make sure that I never leave early again. I apologize to anyone who felt their concerns weren't addressed properly in Ops. That is an issue being addressed. I want everyone to know that you can always ask for myself, and as long as I'm on site and awake, I'll come to help. To most of the staff at the Poconos Kalahari, we are still new to them, and some haven't yet adjusted. That's not an excuse by any means. In the past two years, Dr. Chinley and strongly suggest that they speak to the staff in Sandusky, Ohio, and take advice from them. Please keep in mind that most of the staff really do enjoy having us. I even had some staff reach out to us to- after the condo apologized for what they felt was a bad call by Water Park Security. I hope you can give them another chance. Thank you for your patience with us, Dunnell. You know what you call Water Park Security? Bootleg rent-a-cops that could not pass day one of Police Academy. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not wrong. Not wrong. And that's, you know... And now, from what that one cosplayer said, it just seemed like to me he was focusing more on the fuck-ups of the hotel, you know? Uh, uh, You know, but I get, Marco, I totally get what you're saying. I totally and I completely do. So, basically, we're going back to, the way I see it is this. Colossal Con East, Kalahari Poconos. Let's bring it back to training day one. Let's have a complete breakdown of what's going on. Maybe what they should do for that weekend is have a couple of experienced staffers from Sandusky oversee, you know, with the staff. Maybe that's what they should do.
3: Or just have it in writing.
1: Uh But here's the thing this is one thing I've known writing or not, security thinks to get the best of everybody. Because I had security get at me over handing out my business cards to cosplayers and the Marriott and Otacon saying, I'm soliciting. I'm like, I have a press badge. I am allowed to do this, and this person's like, I don't care. You still can't do it. That's going to be handled for next year's convention.
3: I I still don't think this is just coming down from some, you know, wannabe macho security guy, though.
1: Yeah, I, you know something. It wouldn't surprise me. You, it's like the secure. It's like you know security guards have that power but you know it's on lockdown you know um until the higher up says release the hounds
3: yeah i mean not for nothing but you know if they're gonna you know if the cosplayers are going to complain and they complain to the security people's boss and the security people's boss goes oh wait no that's a bad call Mm -hmm. then it's going to be reversed yes you're not just going to complain to the same security guard and then – come. well, no, never mind. They will. Mm-hmm. But don't just complain to the same security guard telling you no and then go on Facebook and bitch. Obviously, you talk to their boss or you talk to somebody at the convention. Somebody has to have the th- shit that they signed stating whether or not you know they can be in a certain area until a certain time otherwise it's not the convention's fault and you know the resort can do whatever the fuck it wants
1: it kind of sounds like he who has the money will damn well please or something something like that you know but i i totally get it
2: the golden rule whoever has the gold makes the rule
3: i don't even think it's that no you cannot tell me that Katsu does, does not, you know, have in their little charter now with the convention center that they have use of the gazebo. Because if they don't have it in their little charter, mm-hmm. they're fucking idiots yeah. now.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. Um, Kala is the hand. No, not you Kala. Know, whoever handles hotel liaison, you know, does that. So, you know. I, I, you know. Yeah.
3: So now this isn't, you know, the convention chair going, oh, I'm going to be some big macho guy. This is him sitting down and actually changing the charter and going, look, this doesn't work for us. Let's fix it. Uh It's not a matter of bullying the convention center. It's not a matter of bullying the resort. It's a matter of, okay, we realize that this doesn't work. Let's flesh this out so it doesn't happen next year.
5: I feel like a lot of it now, what we're talking about, is going to just, it's going to boil down to, it's going to burn down to the ashes of the staff and the hotel, like the convention in the hotel, sitting down and getting to brass tacks about the issues, bringing up the issues and possible new issues, and making up a new contract that is uniformly enforced, hopefully, next year. Um, But that sounds like really what what you're getting to.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would like to go to uh, Colossal con East. I, I I'd like to, but you know, I mean, if the, if these issues are going to happen next year, I'm just not going to bother. And what's going to happen is, from a press point of view, this comes up in a way. This is going to make the con look bad. It could make the the Kalahari look bad. It just depends on how 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 the lines are drawn. And uh, like I said. I feel from that conversation on Twitter, this person understood what the point I was getting at, so I'm not really mad at this person. I mean, it bothers... This person is still blaming the parents. That still bothers me. But I have this person's respect because that person understood the, the point I was trying to make. And I'm okay with that. And, um given how much time we've we've talked about this we're going to skip dragon con we're going to save it for next week because if we talk about it even in the quickness we will be here late and i don't want anybody here late i truly
5: that's okay dragon con can hold off for another week Yeah. yeah we'll just have two conventions to
3: talk about then
1: two for one special I mean, if Working title probably, for
2: next episode?
1: Probably. I mean, we're doing a con for one day, and we have a con for two days. You know, it'll it'll flesh itself out. So let let us talk about this theft at Manila Idol Matsuri. Um, I didn't tag somebody to cover it to, to talk about this, but could somebody could? Because I did a lot of talking tonight.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll do it. I saw I, this, I, and then we can all chime in. Yeah, I appreciate it. Basically, they're, you know, idols are, dear God, popular, but there's a basically a, a full convention um, called Manila Idol Matsuri in the in the Philippines. It's completely dedicated to Japanese idol culture. So this past year, which was last weekend, actually, uh, they featured MNL 48, which is the official sister group of AKB 48, and then a couple of indie groups like Idaru Sozai, Pastel Mix, Alice Project, and Chew for You. So basically, on the surface, it seems like things went really, really well, except for the fact that the convention kind of dropped the ball. Mm. While some of the smaller idol groups were getting ready to go on stage, there was an area that they were allowed to change in. Believing that they had a specific changing area, the idols then left their stuff there, figuring that nobody would have access to it because this is the place the convention is telling them to change before going right onto stage. So obviously the idols can't bring their stuff with them if they're performing on stage directly from this room. Unfortunately, that means that part of that area was robbed of about $1,500 worth of stuff. The very bad part is that the convention blamed the idols.
1: Oh, come on. Really,
3: basically stating that the idols should have had somebody to watch over their stuff. If you, um yeah,
1: if you invited them to be a part of this event, you are responsible for their well-being and their merchandise. You are responsible for their handler. You are responsible for the security of products being sold. Well, well Ronma, it's, not like, pro- it's not the yeah, products I being was sold. Say
3: the managers were basically manning the idols' booths.
5: And even though they had marshals and security going around, the marshals and security are stating that they didn't see anybody who looked suspicious and they didn't see anything happen.
3: Yeah. Right. This is a room that was, according to the idols, that the um, convention specifically told them would be their their changing area. So this isn't their merchandise. This is their personal items mm. because the idols just assumed that this area was being watched since it's where the convention told them to get changed.
1: Well, I'm reading here. It's, it was their merchandise that they were selling too that got stolen.
3: Well, then that means that they didn't have set booths.
1: Yeah. Cause if you look if you look at the translated, uh, Facebook post: it was mer- merchandise for sale that got stolen.
3: Oh, because I'm looking at these and it looks like it's cell phones and Both. things of that nature.
5: Yeah, they're yeah. stating it was bo- the room where it happened, where somebody's bag had even been tampered with to the point that it had been shoved behind a curtain. All her zippers were open, her phone and stuff were missing. The person who was posting's phone was missing so much that they actually had to edit the PDF of their thesis on their friend's phone, like It was a mess.
2: Yeah,
3: so it took a week um, for the organizers of Manila Idol Mitsuri to finally post a statement on their Facebook stating that they were coordinating efforts with local authorities. A week. So a week has gone by, the convention is done and over with, and now you're going to try and find the person that happened to be walking around that stole everybody's stuff.
1: Gotcha.
4: So,
3: yeah, so obviously the idols and everybody that was part of the actual organization that had to deal with the convention itself is pretty pissed off.
1: Can't say you don't blame them.
3: Mm -mm. No, this should have been addressed same day right after everybody realized that it happened to register participation for this week's episode of anime jam session on vognetwork.com. Use the passphrase kayak.
1: I think the sad part is that they're not the the real reality of it. They're not going to get reimbursed for it. Uh, oh no,
3: they're not, yeah, be- they they the they're not gonna get reimbursed and they're not gonna have anybody bring their crap back. Mm. All of a sudden, you're just gonna find stuff online, like personal pictures, and it's disgusting.
1: Very. And you probably see their merchandise being sold on eBay and shit, man.
2: Because people are horrible.
5: Mm hmm.
1: People are assholes.
5: An idol culture in most of, like, Japan and that kind of area, unfortunately, is very, very rampant and not very nice.
3: No, and not for nothing, I would be looking at the security guards. Mm-hmm. If I would this... actually
5: look to see if they had any video of the event.
3: Mm.
5: Quote, unquote, video. Um, I mean, like, there's cell phones everywhere at an idol Especially at an idle convention, I'm I, I sure.
1: Given the given lo- where this is, I don't think anyone's really w- w- really willing to kind of hand over video, just saying. What is it? Let's
5: do Batman 360 of this, where they, like, patch all of the stuff together. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that really sucks, though. Um, I just you hope that there are going to be people that come up and if they see something they say something but unfortunately i think that most of their stuff is lost and that makes me really sad because the the one woman who was tweeting or i guess yeah tweeting about the whole instance they made her cry like it just it always hurts my heart when i see things like that that are happen nothing i mean unfortunately people are malicious assholes And they're going to do what they can to ruin people's time or get what they can get out of people. And I don't know. It just hurts my heart.
1: Mm. All right. Um, Shall we go ahead and just go into strange news from Japan? I think we're, we're at that point where, you know, let's just roll with it. Let's let's just roll with it. I feel yeah, like we need, we need a lot to take the movies. edge off. D- consider it done, and I think mako Chan probably wants to take the first story. So, oh, I do. I, I mean, uh, would yes. you like? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
3: I forgot what one I put first. Uh, so in conclusion, to the Conan going to Conan. Uh, basically, uh, he was a trip. Uh, He ended up, um, I know we've talked on the show about people in Japan that are able to rent companions, rent girlfriends, rent people just to hang out with. Well, Conan decided that he was going to uh, enjoy that as well. So, he decided that he was going to rent a Japanese family for the day.
2: Oh! Oh, God.
5: Their pictures are so wholesome!
3: So, there are pictures of him and his quote-unquote wife, and their quote-unquote child, and the quote-unquote, I guess, Conan's dad, I guess it would be.
2: Grandpa (laughs) O'Brien. Yeah.
3: So, this is amusing, um, a little bit crazy, but then again, this is one, Conan, and two, Japan.
1: <laughs> I- I'm enjoying this! I'm, you have no idea how much I am enjoying this.
3: So, on top of that, while well, Conan is going around and doing you know, his touristy thing on top of doing the craziness to get ready to go to Conantown, He ends up flying with his team, and Conan Town put up this big announcement of when he would be landing and what they would be doing, and specific times for when this would be happening. So while Conan was due to arrive at Totori Airport at 10.55, um... He basically made an announcement and went, my apologies, we landed at the wrong airport. So Conan and his team actually arrived at Yagongo Airport, which is the uh, it's a Japanese air defense force base. And it shares its runway with civil, you know, civil air stuff and the you know kind of crazy on how you know his entire team and the airports and all of that would you know land at the wrong airport mm-hmm. he then had to take a car for a 2 hour drive to get to the correct area because it would have taken too long to get another plane ready <laughs>
2: A bonus two-hour road trip across Japan. Yeah, so... It sounds like like an anime starring Conan O'Brien, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, so he completely missed the welcome team, which huge signs and caricatures and all sorts of things, not there now. Um, But he was, you know, having fun. He was still posting pictures, letting everybody know what was going on. And while he did arrive late, he, uh, according to uh, everybody there, resembled the anime character because he decided that he was going to wear a boxy green jacket and necktie to have a passing resemblance to Detective Conan.
5: Except not at all.
3: Yeah. So he and the mayor met and they exchanged honorary sashes. Oh Conan's says mayor for the day in Japanese. Well, the mayor says Miss Iowa in <laughs> English. And, you know, they had their normal thing. They had the uh, you know, they addressed the public at Conan Station. Conan gave a speech in Japanese, which the people cheered him for, for his effort. And they had a cookout where Conan ended up grilling the burgers to give away at uh, the meeting, you know, the whole meeting that they were having. Mm -hmm. It's, It's very amusing, and I suggest you go on Google and find all of these pictures, because these pictures are amazing. Him in the Harajuka clothing that we spoke about last week is just amusing as hell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, th- this whole thing is just kind of cool. I-, I I still I still have to say, not for nothing. This this whole thing is just kind of awesome.
5: There's also a video of him going across uh like a straight escalator,
1: <laughs> and he looks like a mannequin. <laughs> the whole Harajuku thing and one of the Facebook groups I'm in one person found Conan and got a selfie with him there that's cool
3: yeah so I expect a lot more of this to be on his show when he finally gets back and everything is done and completed but still really really freaking cool Mm -hmm.
2: Alright, am I taking the next one? Uh, sure. A university in Kyoto offers free tuition to anyone over 100 years of age, and over half off it, they're over 50. Uh, For some time now, schools in Japan have been feeling the crunch of their aging society and a plummeting number of potential students that come with it. One such place is Hanazono University in Kyoto, a modest school offering various courses in humanities and boasting a student body between 1 and 2,000. However, in recent years, they've been struggling to get more than 10 people out of time to take their entrance exams. It's a scene that paints a bleak future of possible extinction for the Higher Learning Institute. So, in t- dire times like these, one must adapt to hope to survive. Hanazono has taken a bull-bought and established the 100 Years of Learning Scholarship aimed at wooing in a rapidly growing population of people over 50 to fill the gap left by the dwindling number of young students. The way a scholarship works is the decade of your age corresponds to the amount deducted from your tuition. For example, if you're 62 years old, a four-year undergrad course in literature, will cost a regular student like 3.2 million yen, Intuition tuition will only set you back about 1.2 million, which is about 60% off. <clears throat> People in their 50s get 50% off, 70s get 70% off, and so on. In the end, anyone over the age of 100 will be eligible for four years of post-secondary education absolutely free. Well, guess
5: I know where I'm getting my master's.
2: <laughs> oh. Not available for secondary, secondary education, of course. No. Yeah. Oh. And a general younger people reading the lose on, were less than happy, and they were kind of like, "How about giving us young people a break instead, huh?" Who's going to school at age a hundred? Interesting. You see people of all ages in school together. What about raising young people to be the future of the country and all that? Is the university liable when students start passing away there? <laughs>
1: I look at it this way. I mean, I'm looking. I like to see like the competitive shogi team. You know.
2: Oh God damn it! They, they like, they would wreck every other school in the in the, in the conference. You know. <laughs> Not to mention, you want some seven-year-old bastard flipping the board and knocking you the fuck out if you're beating them too badly. Also, that does paint a grim picture, though. Like, like you know. Imagine, like, a professor like turning and suddenly beaming a, a sleeping, like, old person at their desk with the chalk, and they don't respond, and they're like, Oh shit, this person's dead, aren't they?
1: Mm. But at least he had the winning piece.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it starts next spring, and time will tell how it'll affect the university. Allowing tuition for all, but have a piece of the scroll voice on the internet. Probably only have sped up the small schools, the and numbers simply aren't there to compensate for it. So, yeah, good yeah. for them.
1: Wow, that's all I gotta say.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Alright, so what's next?
1: Well, if you're not
2: <sighs> looking to
5: pursue your college education and you might be looking at becoming a cosplayer, I can tell you some news about Japan's number one cosplayer who revealed her staggering earnings at this year's Kamiket in one of our articles. So, Inako, who, if you've never heard of her, she's kind of a very popular cosplayer in Japan. Uh, She's very popular, she has a lot of profits, and she continues to grow her fans. Um, They basically formed huge lines at Kamiket to buy her merch and celebrate her art. Uh, So a lot of otaku experience a major dip in their bank accounts uh, every August, and that's because it's one of the two times a year that Kamaket, the world's largest gathering of independent manga, doujinshi, and anime-style artists take place at Tokyo's big site, Convention Center. Of course, regardless of what haters or disapproving parents may say, dropping a lot of cash at Kamaket isn't actually throwing it away. All those fans who are opening their wallets to buy otaku-oriented merchandise... Means every yen a fan leaves behind is ending up in someone else's pocket. The following summer, uh, this following following this summer, bleh, at Comic Con, Inako's pockets are especially heavy. While there's no official leaderboard, Inako is regularly referred to as Japan's media Japanese media's country's number one cosplayer, and in recognition of both her star power and earning power. She's one of the few cosplayers to make waves in mainstream mass media, and she periodically appears on non-anime-focused talk shows to talk about her unique occupation. She was even part of Japan's annual 24-hour television charity event in 2018.
1: You go, girl!
5: I know, right? But Anako's star undoubtedly shines brightest during Kamiket. At the most recent event, she drew a massive crowd to her public photo shoot, and which is very different than American photo shoots, let me tell you. And in addition to promoting other companies' projects, meaning she's not just a professional cosplayer, guys, she's also a model, woo, and a brand ambassador. Also, had a booth hot selling brand. her own, uh, yeah, her own brand. And also, uh, a lot of her photo collections being hot sellers, some of them being lewd and adult themed, and others just being very cutesy anime themed. During an interview on broadcaster TBS's Ariyoshi Japan, variety show, Inako says that it's the longest line of fans waiting to buy her photo album and it was more than 500 people long. It's the longest line I ever had, Inako said, which prompted the interviewer to ask the cosplayer how much she'd earned from her merchandise sales for the day, which she replied, I'd say somewhere around 10 million yen, which In U.S. dollars is 90100 Not bad.
3: For the day.
5: You know, just a pocket change. You gotta buy pudding for my pudding. Again, that's just for merchandise sales. So that figure does not include what Inako earned cosplaying as a spokesmodel for other booths. This girl was working. You better work. Her single day take is all substantial increase from two years ago where she said she just made $10 million over the course of the two days. It bears repeating that Comic Con is the biggest gathering of otaku in Japan, with the summer iteration drawing larger crowds than the winter one, which means that it's an abnormally large spike in Inako's single-day earnings. However, unlike some Con exhibitors who only sell their wares during the event, Inako ma- maintains an online shop, like many cosplayers in the U.S., where many of her items can still be easily ordered, and most of her items are about 3,000 yen, which is U.S. $30. So if you couldn't make it out to Comic Cat or just want to make sure Inako has all the financial stability and motivation she could need to continue cosplaying at the professional level, you can definitely find her store online.
1: And I'm actually looking at the online store. <laughs> really?
5: I feel like a lot of the photos that she's probably selling... Are a mixture of cosplay and also some adult themed stuff, which is awesome. Because I have a lot of friends who do adult work as well as cosplay, and you know, power, power to them.
1: I the the stickers here, I would probably buy, but that's just about it. That's all I. That's all I really want. Out of the recommended items, I mean, that's it. I don't see anything else I want. That's it. I don't.
5: Hey, yeah, but this also illustrates, too, a little bit, I think, about what the people think when they see the term professional cosplayer.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: In Japan, definitely, it's it's kind yeah. of go where the work is. And in Japan, it, it's definitely a place where you can do something where you might call yourself that, but you're still going to see people like this where... You're not just your own brand ambassador. We do have people like that in the States. Like, yeah, yeah, she's got her own brand. She represents herself, but she also works as a model. Mm-hmm. Like, you you also do other jobs. You're not just a professional right. cosplayer. And I,
1: and I can picture this. And I can see other cosplayers saying, they're the most popular, or they're the most popular. Inaka walks over me and says, hold my sake. She stands there, and there is like crowds of photographers five rows back in the circle. <laughs> Like, she's a guy. I mean, that's how it, it is.
5: The conventions yes. in Japan, because you only have a designated place to stand. And honestly, unless you have a handler there telling the photographers, okay, move along. Because honestly, if you're a popular cosplayer like an you're going to be standing there for five hours without stop. Let me, let
1: me tell you something. They could do that shit here. That you would not know. I'm sorry you
5: could have oh they some... do they do do here no, 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 i no, no.
1: i i help i help plan a lot of no, photo no, no, shoots no, no 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 not that what i'm saying is uh-huh. you can do that here you could be the number one american cosplayer you will not draw a crowd of photographers like that won't happen i don't think it will happen
5: i mean unless you're paying for them
1: well yeah i think it will happen if you if you wait in time but right now ain't happening okay all right shall we go ahead and wrap things up
2: yes please
1: sure. all right uh. um yeah we'll be back <laughs> was a great show and I really enjoyed this one because we really got a chance to speak our minds about this situation and see it from all points of views and just get it out there this is one of the few times we've actually come together as a circle so most likely everyone else is probably a popped off and called it a night which I totally get because it is kind of late so let me give you all the quick rundown before I pack it up and call it a night if you like the show tell a friend they tell to another friend so on and so forth We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. So if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at podcast at Session.com. Again, that is podcast at Session.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post convention reports, uh, cosplay tips and tutorials, links to our photo galleries, um, links to our YouTube videos, our weekly podcasts, and much, much more. So definitely swing by and check us out at AnimeJamSession.com Don't forget, you can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and Player FM. Some of these sites, you have the options of giving it a five-star review. We want to hear from you. If you don't want to drop an email, give us a review on the site. We want to hear from you. We really do. So thank you for that. And don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. It's all Anime Jam Session. You'll find us through there. And for everyone that follows us on social media, thank you so much for your love and support. We couldn't do this show without you. And don't forget, we're here on the Vogue Network twice a week. Uh, live shows Tuesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. encore Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. And you can find it all at vognetwork.com. And I think uh, we have a couple people left here, so uh, we're going to go around the room for last words. Ari?
2: Uh, I'm tired and sore and I just want to go to bed.
1: I don't blame you, my friend. Last words, Mako?
3: Time to take some pain meds and then go to bed.
1: Gotcha. Last words, Ichiko?
5: I'm gonna eat some pizza and then go to bed.
3: Mm. Mm, pizza. And you are mm. not going to bed. Pizza. i know I'm you.
5: going to bed. Bullshit,
1: I've, I've actually you been are. going to bed at a reasonable hour. You're going, back.
3: Like you're going to bed, but you're not going to sleep.
1: No, 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 I, no, no. She's, I sleep. She's, <laughs> she's going to transform into Edna mode and go back into the workshop. I sleep perchance to dream. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. End of list. We're getting out of here. We'll see you next week. We'll talk about Dragon Con and J1 Con and anything else we can get in the middle there. So I'm Ranma. I'm
3: Ari. I'm Mako-chan.
5: And I'm Ichigo.
1: Great fight! Great night! See you next week. Good night, everybody.
5: Night, Say good
1: night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Perfect. We're out of here. See you next week.